Welcome to the Wrestling With Your Calling podcast with Dr. Conrad Davies. This podcast is intended to help unleash potential at your burning bush. As your fellow traveler and coach, my part is to help activate, cultivate, and empower you on the journey. I've been meditating on Proverbs 9 and 10 for a number of years now, and it really does lay a foundation of the way we know things, the way we gain wisdom, and some of the spark or the beginning or the genesis of how to really go deeper with the Lord, which in turn will help us to understand who we are, our function, God's intentions for us, revealing his will, and so many things. And this, the Proverbs 9 and 10 says this out of the English Standard Version. It says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. That's English Standard Version. Let me try to bring a little bit of a Hebrew into this just for the sake of bringing a tad bit of clarity and then I'll offer some commentary. Well, the fear of the Lord, one thing, many common teachings is that the fear of the Lord is about reverence for God, which is true, and I agree. But then this Hebrew word for fear can also be translated and has connections to the word for terror and dread and literal fearfulness of the Lord. So there's respect and reverence, but there's also fear and terror. Um, Well, I, I think there's both. We like to be either black or white, whether it's this or that. But I think the complexity of a lot of things is it can be both. And so when I think about the fear of the Lord, I think about I want to respect what God, who he is. I want to honor and I want to have um, reverence for the power of God's ability to do and tell a story and to think and have thoughts that are greater than my thoughts. That's all fantastic. But then there's also a fear, a terror that comes that if I step outside of his boundaries, if I step outside of his order, if I step outside of his frameworks, what would happen? I don't want to lose out on the benefits of being within his frameworks, within his desires, within his story. So in context of wrestling with or calling, calling is about an invitation of God. And there's a story that he's telling about with our lives. I don't want to step outside of that. But notice the scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the word for wisdom, on a, uh, moving forward, the word for wisdom is the word about making judgments, making appropriate judgments, hakam or chokhmah. And he's making these judgments, or wise dealings or wise behavior or just these judgment about life is that if I have the fear of the Lord, the boundaries, the frameworks of God, if I stay within those and I have a literal terror and a fear of stepping out of it, or I'm, I'm respecting and honoring and having reverence for those frameworks of God, then what it does, it gives me the spark or the starting place to be able to make good judgments in life, where I'm not judging based upon the fear of someone else. Because we do that often. If we're afraid of a policeman pulling us over, sometimes our heart rate may increase and we may find ourselves, you know, driving by a policeman. We're going 80 miles an hour in a 65 zone. And next thing you know, heart rate increases. There's a fear. So we start to slam on the brakes. We make a judgment to slow down. So consider that in the same way. 
the fear of the Lord, if we have that sensitivity to his boundaries and his ways and who he is and what he his best are, it can have a slam on the brakes and realize that, ooh, I need to make good judgments here. I need to make a good decision here. And that can be, I can see how Solomon is bringing much insights to say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In the beginning of Proverbs, he says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, um, Proverbs 1.7. But this one, he says fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I think it's both. The fact is, is that we say that there's a boundaries and a frameworks and statutes and, and, and commandments and ways of the Lord. I want to stay within those boundaries and I get so many benefits, wisdom, knowledge. I start to hate evil. I start to see God's ways. I get God's blessing because I'm staying within the frameworks and I, and I have fear, terror, dread, respect, and reverence for his ways, who he is, what his intentions are. He's Lord. He's the boss. He's the master. He's the one who created all things. When I have a respect and a fear and a terror and, um, and, and reverence and, and awe and all these things of God— it helps me to stay within the lines, the lines of his ways. Furthermore, the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The, the word knowledge is an interesting word. Um, this, if you go back to its roots, it's this, this word yada. And yada is an intimate word. Adam knew his wife, knowledge of his wife. And that knew, knowing his wife was he was intimate with his wife. And there's something about intimacy the knowledge or the intimacy of the Holy One is insight or understanding is another translation. So the more intimate I am with the Holy One, the Holy One comes from this word kadosh, kadash, this idea of being set apart, being separate, being holy, being distinct from the others. The knowledge and the intimacy with the Holy One of God, the Holy One who is God, excuse me, is a linking verb, is understanding. It's insight. And it's interesting that word for insight or understanding is this word being or bina in a different uh, uh, version. But this idea of being able to separate and have discretion and distinction about matters in life. So if I become closer to God, the Holy One, he starts to give me discretion and distinctiveness and understanding about the matters of why he created a thing the way he created it. Put it this way. If... I'm, I'm, I'm an author. I wrote the book, Wrestling With Your Calling. And if someone were to come to know me and they had the, they kept getting closer and closer to me, I can reveal to them and show them the distinctions of why I wrote certain book chapters the way I wrote them or certain things were said the way they were said or why there were certain organization or different things that were merged out of my process of writing the book. Or what the story behind the chapter is or the story behind a particular point I was trying to make. I can give them those distinctions and insights. But if they were just left to read the book alone and they did not know me as the author, they can create their own sort of way of whatever they want to think about it. They may even create their own potential ideas about why I did what I did. Let me make that maybe a better example. Consider in school. English literature class, for example, and we read something from Shakespeare. Not one of us knows Shakespeare. We didn't know him intimately, personally, whatever. But when we read something like Ham Hamlet or Macbeth, or we read Othelia, Othel Othello, or we read or read or watch some of his works, we start to speculate, well, what was Shakespeare thinking here? And why would he do this here? And why did he why did the plot twist there? 
we, we start to speculate, but we don't know Shakespeare and what he was thinking behind the scenes. Now, let me apply this to the Lord. It says the knowledge, the intimacy, the yada, the nearness of the Holy One, the creator of all things, the one who's set apart, who's above it all. The knowledge of him, the intimacy with him gives us distinction, understanding, insights. We start to see things deeper. We start to recognize that it's not what we perceive on the surface of things. It is potentially deeper than what we may perceive from our lens. So let me put all this together and even apply this personally for us. This particular scripture, again, I've just been meditating on it. I'm not saying every time I'm giving these insights, I have perfect knowledge and theology and insights about it. I'm just offering some things to help you and I to think about our calling, this invitation of God, and to see his character and why he draws us near, why he wants us to come near to him. Is that because, for one, when we start to see his ways and his boundaries, and we start to see how he's so gracious and compassionate, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in love, he's rich in mercy, he's forgiving, um, he's patient with us. When we start to see his character, we start to see that, wow, he really has created life for us in a beautiful way. The way the atmosphere has been created, the earth and the way it's designed and just all the things he really does think of us. And it's amazing. For, I think it's um, David that says it, you know, who, who are who are we that you are mindful of us? And to think, it's like he's looking at God and thinking, wow, you are so big and so magnificent. Who are we to, that you would even think of us? Because how sinful we are and insignificant we are, you actually think of us. And we start to see his character. We start to realize that, man, who can fear the one who is greater and amazing. We can, we can have real terror to not want to step outside his boundaries. And that is just the beginning of making good judgments. Because if I am within the boundaries of a thing, I'm going to judge within that framework. But if I'm outside of a boundaries, I'm going to judge outside of that framework. So those that don't have the fear of the Lord may can kind of just do whatever, make decisions and judge however they want to in whatever direction. But those that are with that carry and increase the fear, of the, having an increase of the fear of the Lord, they find themselves saying, "Ooh, I don't need to go that direction. I don't need to make those decisions. Ooh, I think this is what the Lord is probably saying to me, or this doesn't sound like the God's best for me, for me to go in this direction. Or if our heart starts to bubble up inside of us and we start to say, I'm not sure if the Lord likes this. We start to judge accordingly and say, you know what, let me stop doing this. This is not good for my body, not good for my spirit, not good for my, my being. It's not good for my heart. We start to really make judgments because we start to increase in the fear of the Lord. And then lastly, the think very practically, when I spend more time with the Holy One, when I get intimacy and knowledge and learn of His character and His ways, when I start to spend that more time with Him and go deeper with Him, He starts to reveal and discern and separate and start to help me to get insights and understanding about life and why He created things a certain way. He starts to reveal some of those behind-the-scenes things that are not always on the surface. He starts to say, let me show you a little deeper. Let me take you into the, quote-unquote, inner room of my of my heart so that you can see those deeper rooms. Those Let me take you maybe to the basement that no one sees, or let me take you to those secret quarters that are very intimate places in my heart. And he takes us there and we're like, wow, you really are that good. Wow, you really are that special. Wow, you really do love me. Wow, you really do desire X, Y, Z thing for me and my life and my generations and my family and my and my friends. And, and you really do love the world that you gave your son. And we start to really get 
insight, understanding, distinctions, discretion, we start to really see life clearer because understanding separates and distinguishes so that we can hopefully make better judgments. Oftentimes, wisdom and understanding partner together. Wisdom will make the judgments. Understanding can distinguish and separate so that good judgments can be made. And when the two combined, we get wisdom and we get understanding or insight, and we find ourselves realizing that it really is about the fear of the Lord and being intimate with the Holy One. And even let me add a little bit further is that this intimacy with the Holy One could increase the fear of the Lord, where we find ourselves saying, wow, knowing you, getting nearer to you, it's helping me to see that I don't want to step outside of your boundaries. I want to stay within your framework because you are just who you are. And we start to see benefits that are greater and better and higher and richer than what we see from fearing humans, fearing um, certain authorities or fearing social codes that we start to fear man and people please um, humans, people please with humans. And then we find ourselves really caught up in, I think there's a scripture that says the fear of man is a snare. It's a noose. It grabs us. It grips us. It's a trap. The fear of man is a trap, a snare. But the fear of the Lord, so many benefits. We can read throughout all of Proverbs and even Psalms how, how the fear of the Lord has so many benefits. So, friends, just share with you some thoughts, some, some of my meditations these last 13 to 15 minutes, just some of the things that I've been chewing on, especially in regarding to the invitation of God, this calling of God to say, wow, Lord, to know more about what you would have for me, I need to fear you. And I want increase. And sometimes I pray that way. Lord, will you increase the fear of the Lord in my heart? And that produces wisdom so I can judge wisely, make good decisions. And then, Lord, help me to become more intimate with you so that I can find that understanding and insight that I need about matters when I don't know. And this understanding that sometimes can fry my brain, but at least you can give me understanding and make distinctions where I may not fully get it, but yet you can help me. And that's the beauty of wanting to go deeper and nearer to the Father. Friends, I hope this helps a little bit, helps get you thinking today. Hope you're well. Peace to you. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. I hope this episode helped you learn more about your story and God's calling on your life. I also hope that you have been activated, cultivated, and empowered to become the ace you are called to be. Go and excel in the things you are called to do. Please subscribe to this podcast and become a monthly financial supporter of our podcast. If you haven't already, order a copy of Wrestling With Your Calling from our website, wrestlingwithyourcalling.com. Also, be on the lookout for new podcast episodes every week. On Tuesdays, there will be Dr. Conrad's insights on calling. And on Thursdays, you will hear new interviews from a variety of people who are wrestling with their calling. I hope you are encouraged today. Have a great rest of the day. Bye for now.